0: Hey, I'm more live. Good morning. Brian. Vindicate. Rich Holton Heidi. Brandon. Kenneth Bruce. Elise? Elise Carredau? How come I can how, how come I always say your name, the full name? It's because I don't know how to say it. Carla, good morning. I did this workout the other day, and I feel like my whole body feels inflamed from it. It was like a real CrossFit workout. I did that that workout that uh, Hobart has suggested I do. Whew, that was hard. Whew. Good morning, Athena. Oh, so I, last night, or this morning, this morning, excuse me. Last night or this morning, I can't remember. Um, By the way, we are having Amy West on today at some point. I believe it will happen. Uh, Last night, I logged into my Instagram account. I didn't even log in. I just clicked the little icon on my phone. Is that what it's called? Icon? Picture? And uh, good morning, MLK five two four zero Frank. Good morning. I clicked on the the icon and it said my account had been suspended. I don't really think that that. Um, I don't think when I think of the word suspended, I guess I should look up. It means that they're going to give it back to me, but I don't think that's the case, right? Suspended. Oh, I should change my. Yeah, this at Sebamatosian you see on the screen here. I don't think this is um. I don't think that's a, a a good account anymore. I think that account might be gone forever. It's weird. It kind of lets me look at it but not really. It,
1: it,
0: oh, it, it, look, I don't even know how to get to my other account. Does anyone know my other account? Is it Sevon Rinsta with an R? Is Sevon R I N S T A? Is that? I don't know if that's it. Anyway, the account's gone. I always want I I kind of I always wondered how that was going to feel when it's gone. Sevon Rinsta. Okay, yeah, that's my only... That's my only... Um, can you believe there's another Sevon Matosian on Instagram and they have like an accent over the E? It looks like it's like a a, a Latin dude. He's got a sombrero on. Or he's used cultural appropriation. Uh, oh, shit. And I can't even get to my Sevon Rinsta account. It says this account is private. What the fuck is going on? Can you guys see any of my accounts? Anyway, I think I, I think I got I think I got tossed off of Instagram last night. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, man? Is that your house?
2: Yeah, this is my apartment.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
2: Yeah, it's pretty dope. You can see Manhattan back there.
0: That is Dog. That is so awesome.
2: Yeah, it's pretty sweet.
0: Um, do you have one of those? Um, I was gonna call it a bud day, but it's not a bud day. It's a bodega. <laughs> what's the place where you go downstairs and like you can buy like a Plastic. Oh a bodega! Yeah, you have one of those nearby your house?
2: Um, in this area, not so much, but they're they're like not that far. mean like two two three blocks up that way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So oh. if you're hungry twenty four hours a day, you could just go get a box of pineapples or whatever. I mean, like, much, yeah. I mean, all, you, can all that anything, cool shit they you can get sell anything that.
2: you want out here. Yeah, for sure. So. Wow.
0: Hi, <laughs> welcome. What technical issues Hi. did you have this morning?
2: Oh, uh, my computer like decided to update last night, so then it like ah, uh. and then like it just was like not. It just was like loading for like forty five minutes, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So I was like, "Hopefully it gets done soon, but uh, let me just get this crap off my table." But um,
0: no, no, leave yeah. it, don't leave it, leave it. I like it. Let's have what's That's in that green. What's in that? Since you're freaking out, I'm gonna make you freak out more. What's in that green yeah. box behind your head? What's in? What's oh, that, that, is, that that, is that? Your that? knitting supplies? No, dog no, dog toys.
2: Dog toys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking sleuther. Yes. I'm a sleuther.
2: You are. You are. Should I put my Instagram handle there instead? Maybe I'll do that. How do I change the name that's on here?
0: Um, I think you just click on the box on the blue part once or twice. Do you see it down there?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I can do it too. What's oh. your Instagram handle? Oh, do you found it? You found it?
2: Yeah, I found it. I got it. All right. We'll do
0: that. Hey, have you ever gone back and watched the podcast that we did together in 2018?
2: I've seen pieces of it. Yeah. Pretty uh, pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. I, I watched it last night and I, and I was like, yeah. It's going to be very arrogant. What I'm about to say, okay. uh, yeah, man, it great. was a, it, man. It was a good podcast.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I think the best part of it for me was like, at the end when you were like, it's something like physiatrists are CrossFit practitioners and they don't even know it. And I was like, yes, that's the, you got it. You know, after that's, after like two hours we, we got there and I was like, yes. That's
0: and it. that's what you be a physiatrist.
2: That's yeah, that's technically what I am, but Physi- people don't know what that is and it's yeah, very tell, confusing.
0: Yeah, tell us. by the way, I can't even I, I had picked all of these Instagram uh posts that you had made to show on mm-hmm. the show, and last mm-hmm. night I got kicked off of Instagram, and so <laughs> since I'm logged into Instagram yeah. on my computer, I can't even get access to it. I can't get access to your account on my computer because it says the account I'm trying to use. it's a fucking mess. Have you ever been kicked off of Instagram?
2: I haven't. I'm not as controversial as you are, but
0: I know. I feel. I feel pretty cool. It reminds me of uh, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, uh, CrossFit Health. Their tagline was, uh, "Let's start with the truth." Do you remember that?
2: Mm-hmm. I have the T-shirt that says it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's start with the truth. Okay, yeah. uh, so that's. I feel like that's my pedigree. Um, yeah. So, what's a physiatrist?
2: Physiatrist. Ah, uh, so, um, doctors of physical medicine and rehabilitation. So that's kind of the, the long term for it. But um, we are physicians that focus on physical function and uh, essentially the physical effects of disease processes on the body. So, um, but, you know, how how things affect people's physical function. That's kind of the, that's a psychiatrist. So that's that's oh. often, often used for.
0: Good job, Sevy. Good job.
1: Darn
2: it.
0: Okay, spell it for me.
2: Uh, P. Let me, say, let me write it down. Um, so it is P H Y S I A T R I S T.
0: Let's Google it. Okay, okay. There we go. When I when I want to know if someone's a real doctor or not, I always this mm-hmm. is this is my litmus test. Um, can you prescribe drugs?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm an MD, full fledged. Right.
0: If someone needed something, you could like write it on a sheet of paper and and, and then that you could go they could go to the the drug pusher. Okay. Um physical medicine and rehabilitation. I what what's that mean? Physical medicine. Oh, physical like okay. So like no, what does that mean? Physical medicine and rehabilitation, also known as physiatrists, treat a wide variety of medical conditions affecting the brain, spinal cord, nerves, bones, joints, ligaments, muscles, and tendons. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe I
0: just need to know like why someone would come visit you.
2: Ah, uh, so I mean we are pretty broad. So what I do most of my time is I'm a sport I'm a sports medicine physiatrist, so I treat aches and pains and injuries that are essentially orthopedic stuff that's non-operative. So if something hurts you and you want to feel better, I I do that. Um so people would come also- to
0: you before they have their soul their uh they see um What's the doctor's name? Shit. I can't remember his name. Why am I forgetting? The guy the guy who's the orthopedic surgeon um, for uh, uh, CrossFit. He's the head doctor. Like Sean? The, yeah, Sean Mr. Rocket. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. So they see you and then you're like, ooh, you're fucked. Go see Sean.
2: Yeah. So if I think you need um, something rebuilt, then yeah, you get hit by a car. He's the guy to see. But 99% of stuff that comes through an orthopedic office is non-operative. So your knee hurts, your back hurts. This thing aches a little bit, need an injection, need physical therapy. That's I'm the, I'm the, I I do all that. I do all the joints and stuff injections and all that kind of stuff.
0: Why did you choose um, that path? Did you have something that you wanted to fix on yourself?
2: (laughs) No. Well, I mean, I, I've always been kind of like athletic and stuff. So I wanted to work with athletic people. Oh, come on. um, You played
0: softball. Let's not, let's not get carried away. Did you say athletic?
2: basketball. Oh yeah. Right. 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 Wow. We went there. Um, we did, but, uh, no, but I've been playing all kinds of things my whole life. So, um, yeah. So then I just, um, wanted to work in sports but didn't want to go into surgery because surgery is, uh, a bit of a long, it's a long haul. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot. So I said, how else can I do this without being in training forever and hating my life? So, and then I found, I found physiatry and CrossFit kind of at the same time. So, you know, it's the, it's the, we're doctors of function and CrossFit is the sport of function. So it kind of, it kind of worked out nicely. A lot of the same goals in mind.
0: Um, who, um, how How old were you when you started med school?
2: How old was I? Twenty. That's a hard question. Uh, 24, 25. Like I was a little bit later than people normally would be because uh, I worked in television and stuff.
0: As as I know the story, you went to NYC medical, uh, NYC medical school. You went to NYC film school. Uh,
2: NYU. Yeah.
0: NYU, NYU, Mm -hmm. NYU. Thank Mm -hmm. you. It's going to be a long morning for me. I can tell NYU, (laughs) uh, film school, uh, and, and, I, and I fancy myself as a filmmaker. So, and and that was the place to go. Like if you, if you wanted to be a filmmaker anywhere, uh, as a young man or young woman or young, whatever, uh, you went to NYU you film school. That was like the creme de la creme. And then you, and then you, and then you worked over in London at the BBC and over Mm -hmm. there you found some, you you didn't like it. You were, you're like, okay, this isn't me. So then you decided to go back to, you went to Columbia university and Mm -hmm. filled in the missing prerequisites and and buffed up your resume. And then Mm -hmm. you applied to go to Harvard medical school and you got accepted and and you started that journey.
2: Yeah. I mean, so Yeah, just that's pretty much the story, yeah.
0: yeah. It, well, yeah give me some juicy details that I skipped.
2: Uh, um, well, I mean, I was working in, like, music television. I did that in New York uh, for a little bit. I did that in London for a little bit. When you
0: say music television, uh, you mean, M- like, MTV?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: God, you yeah. the, you make it sound so. It's MTV people. Don't let her trick you. Music television. You remember
2: the show TRL? Everybody remember that show? <laughs> I worked on that. Um, I, I
0: don't remember that show. We talked about <laughs> yeah. that in the in the pa- in the other podcast too. Uh, Matt ah. knew
2: it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was like I worked there kind of after. It's like big heyday, but um, okay. Like when I was in high school, that was like the thing. But um, and then yeah, so then I went to. And then I got kind of a little bit disillusioned with uh, with television industry as one may, because it's a lot of bouncing around and doing stuff that wasn't all that it fulfilling. Um, then I, yeah, so then I went down to Columbia and then I, I became a surgical videographer for a while. So I was in ORs, like filming surgeries and making video, little videos, like instructional videos. Um, and that was kind of like a nice bridge between the two
0: for other surgeons so someone would do a surgery you would film it and that would be part of someone else's education
2: yeah so i was like in the ors filming surgeries and then i'd edit them together and then the surgery videos were used for like um like educational purposes for residents and stuff to learn how to do the procedures
0: and is that do you ever throw almost throw up in there like you're like
2: (laughs) no not not during those procedures It, it takes a lot for me to get that way but uh I think like only a handful of times during like my actual medical training where I was like, okay, this is, like, this is really gross, but.
0: Um, uh, visual or, or smell? Like for me, it would be the smell. Like I'm pretty good looking at anything, but if yes. I smell something a little crazy, I could get a little un- uncomfortable, like uh, uncomfortable in yeah. my own skin.
2: No, there are definitely like some smells and stuff that are not, are not cool. But I I think the one thing I saw during residency, that was kind of gross was like, uh, like surgery on an eyeball, like when you see like a, some, an Uh-oh. eyeball get cut like that, that was like, oof. <laughs> that hey, that hit me. That was hard. I was like, Hey,
0: what is that? Is that because, um, is that something like deeper because we're all just mirrors here? Like, like, you know, when you see like a, a fish come out of the water, someone catches a fish and, and you see him kind of like gasping for air and, and like, it c- kind of hurts your heart or like, or I've even heard hunters say like you shoot down an animal and like,
2: mm-hmm. you're,
0: you're glad you got it, but part of you doesn't like it either. Do, do you think I, it's
2: you know? I don't
0: know. Do you think when you see the eyeball cut, the reason why it's uncomfortable is because y- you have these flashes of it b- being your own eyeball?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's an element of that. I mean, certainly, like or like watching like like gynecological procedures, it's like a little bit for me. It's like ugh, whereas, like I can well, see.
0: Gy- mean like the, on the vagi- man, was, I'm like whatever gynecologicals like mm-hmm. on the vagina.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know. What kind of procedures
0: happen on the vagina? The vagina is perfect. I mean, it doesn't only babies come out of there? There's no procedures down there. I mean, there.
2: that's not that's not exactly. Uh, you guys don't have a foreskin a
0: pretty, that needs to be removed, do you? God, that's a pretty, b- it's, it's a, pretty, a
2: pretty traumatic. It's that's a pretty traumatic event that can happen. It's a pretty major event. But I mean, other things get done. But like for me, I, that's a little harder to watch than like uh, some guy something's happened, something happening to him down there. I'm like, yeah.
0: oh yeah, because you don't have one of those. Fuck yeah. it. Um, I, uh, have you ever been present for a circumcision? Yeah. You have, uh, Mm -hmm. do they, they don't numb the baby, do they? They just, they got, do you remember? I don't
2: don't remember. It was, I mean, but I think, I mean, the the nerve endings there are not even fully developed. So I don't think they even.
0: Does the baby uh, like it?
2: (laughs) I wouldn't say like it It is, I don't think that's the word that I would use. I don't, I don't know if they're even aware really, but,
0: um, I watched a movie called American uh, Circumcision. Okay. Have you, have you heard of that movie?
2: I have not. No.
0: Oh man. It, I don't know if I should have seen it, but it's a, uh, they show all the contraptions that like that. They tie the babies in or like they showed them the, 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 the kind of this gun thing that pushes the foreskin away and then snips it off. One, well, I've only heard one, one of, one of my, one of my uh, uh, colleagues at CrossFit told me that they took his baby away and And then they did the circumcision and he heard screams come from the room, from the baby that he, um, he'd never heard his baby ever make those sounds ever again.
2: And I mean, the ones that I saw, which not many, they use, it's it's sort of like almost like a thimble kind of looking thing. And they kind of put it over the, they stretch the foreskin over it and then they cut around it.
0: Oh, like with an but exact, with like an exacto knife?
2: Kind of, yeah. Okay. Whatever, I mean, okay. It like that, so long ago, but I don't, not that. Not that I'm an expert in that by any means, but
0: you were just filming, okay? I felt that. I that one. That one hit me. Oh, I, I mean, should There
2: you go. See, it's a human experience. We're all I should, just.
0: I shouldn't have said that yeah. exacto knife. <laughs> Seven days a week, you deal. You you, you deal with um, people's physical um, ailments?
2: Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I'm, uh, my main job is I'm a, I'm a sports medicine provider. So people come to see me and they say, this thing hurts, fix it. That's kind of, that's usually, I work with some teams as well. So I'm a team physician for college out here. Um, so I see the athletes, you know, they have skin injured in practice or whatever. Um, but that's my sub specialty of physiatry. Physiatry is pretty broad.
0: So, um, do you, do you, uh, have a specialty in like either women or men?
2: I, I mean, I guess you could say I, I'm sort of, uh, at least where I work, sort of like the expert in women, like female athlete um, things related things. So yeah. Um, women's sports injuries and things like that. That's sort of like, it's also just like a clinical interest of mine selfishly. Cause it's like what, you know, Cause, what cause you am, got so. one of
0: those, you own a, you own a, a Mazda Miata. So you like to work on them.
2: <laughs> I guess you, guess you could say that. Yeah. I just, I could, I could speak from experience.
0: What, um, what, um, what team, can you say what team you're the physician for?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, Hofstra university, which is a, a D one school out here. Um, I also work perfectly with like our health system has contracts with like the Islanders and the Rangers and stuff. So. Hey, is
0: there anything, um, is, is there any sport that both men and women play where you see different um, injuries based on our, I'm going to use a word here. I have no idea what it means. Physiology. Like, so like in men and women's soccer, do you see, um, like, do you see different injuries based on the fact that it really can't be explained? Like, man, why are all the men getting this and all the women getting this and no one really knows?
2: Um, well, I mean, so we see that a lot with like ACL injuries, for example, um, women are more prone to get them from a non-contact, uh, non-contact event. So, you know, men usually get those injuries if someone like hits them in the knee, whereas like women are more likely to get them just like cutting, twisting, turning, a lot of that has to do with the way our legs are shaped and the laxity in our ligaments and the the angle at which the tibia you know lies. And so there's there's actually it's a, it's a huge kind of research subject. How do we better uh, train women so that they don't have these issues? Um, part of it is just like our bodies are, are work against us a little bit, but part of it is is training and working on s- certain things. Like when women jump and land in general, our knees tend to kind of. Go inward, and that's part of because our angle, our legs are angled that way. But also, um, you know, we like training women to, to jump and land properly is, is like a huge uh, like thing in sports medicine to so prevent these kind of injuries. It's like training the glutes and all that. So, and you know, so there's things like that where our bodies are just different. But also, I do think there is a hormonal effect on like how people oh. move, oh. Um, which is like to be determined how 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 that happens, you know the research behind that is sort of lacking. But, um, you know, I think when someone says you like throw like a boy, there's something to that. Um, and it's, there, there's a way that you move that is not necessarily taught or, um, but there's something to that. Well, we don't know what that is. But that's like an interest of mine.
0: It, it sounds like it's, it's also like the nuances around maybe like our physiology, right? The way our our, our, our hips, our legs our just all, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's how, how we're built, but then also how we use it is a little different. I think that's where CrossFit's really interesting because you can, it's like the first time when like, I, I mean, I I feel that like women are sort of trained, men and women sort of train the same. And then you have men and women doing things that, especially in, in women like that, were not necessarily expected. I mean, it, it was like, it was, it's a common, it was a common thought, you know, 10 years ago that women just can't do pull-ups. Like that's like a thing. Women just get, can't It
0: really was, huh?
2: Yeah. I you couldn't know.
0: do I that is that's why you oh know. yeah because in the presidential fitness exam they would have all the boys go here and they would have all the girls and me go over here I always had to go <laughs> yeah, with the exactly. girls and we would yeah. just hang, we would just hang
1: yeah we yeah. didn't
0: get to do pull-ups and but I actually see. you're right so the, the, but but the but the girls like then when you saw them on the playground the girls did all the cool shit with the bars monkey bars that the boys couldn't do <laughs> so it was kind of yeah. ass backwards
2: yeah but it's like we tend in general, like women tend to be more flexible and men tend to be stronger. But like I think CrossFit's kind of like this great place where everyone sort of gets equalized, which is why why I gravitated towards it.
0: Hey, that's it's it's amazing how far we've come. And and I've already forgotten, yeah. you're right. The girls didn't even do pull-ups in the presidential exam. I wonder if they do now. Do they even have the presidential fitness exam anymore?
2: I don't know. I haven't haven't looked into that. But um, it's it's but it's crazy. I mean, like, I mean, also like with, in general, like it just CrossFit really brought in this whole era of like appreciating what women's bodies do and not what they look like. You know, it's not like it's not how small you are. It's like, oh, look what you can do. Look, look what you can lift. What you can, right? You know, you know.
0: Um, there, uh, curl ups, partial ups, shuttle run, V sit, sit up, one mile run, disc not pull ups. Oh. Okay, so it does look like women have pull-ups, but you know what? Wow.
2: But the Holy standard is like probably a lot less. It's probably yeah, like they have to do like a half a one or something.
0: You're going to trip on this if I'm reading this right. <laughs> okay. This represents the 85th percentile. Oh, these are how many they can do, not what they need to do. It's interesting. Um, women can do, according to this, um, up to the age of nine, if, you're, if you get two, you're in the 85th percentile. Then from nine... No, sorry, from 10 to 11, it goes up to three, and then it drops again. And then when you get to 16- and 17-year-old girls, it drops even further to one. So according Mm -hmm. to this, you peaked out when you were nine or 10.
2: Well, then puberty hits, and kind of, you know, the idea is that we kind of, like, lose.
0: You lose your strength-to-weight ratio. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you don't have to. And the dude just keep putting on more and more.
1: Yeah.
2: But yeah, it's like, it's, and it's also just, I mean, in general kids in this country are getting fatter and less athletic. So, you know, the, if you, and this is something that I saw in a talk a long time ago, but if you like look at gym class from like the 1950s, you'll see like pegboards and rings and like people doing like kids doing pull-ups and working on like pommel horses and stuff. And like, that was just like gym in 1950 or whatever, you know, whatever. But now it's like, kids are doing like wall push-ups like that's that's kind of it you know so it's it's the standard has certainly
0: there's a movie do you remember the name of the movie there's a movie that shows uh basically it it shows basically physical ed class during um president kennedy's uh reign what is that name of that documentary it's amazing (laughs) and 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 basically I i can't remember if it was kennedy or Johnson, but basically one of them said that basically the, the uh, status of a country can be uh, basically summed up by the fitness of its kids. Yeah. Things were so different. Hey, they don't even do Fran. I know they don't even do Fran at the <laughs> okay. L1 anymore. They stopped really? doing that. They stopped doing that years and years ago for safety reasons there. I mean, and, and you know, on, on one hand, I mean, Greg didn't want to get sued, right? Someone fall off a pull-up for bar. Him. and
2: Yeah. 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 It's like, and so like the kids that I treat, I see like kind of two categories, like either kids that are super Ooh, like focused this. on, they're like super focused on like one sport all year. So they're and usually like, there's some family pressure to like, this kid's going to be the best, whatever. And they do one sport all year. And these kids get these crazy injuries that usually don't see until, you know, you're much older because they're just overstressing their bodies or it's like kids that are totally like unathletic, just like lack basic ability to move kind of stuff. And then they get injured as a result of that. It's like rare that you just see a kid that's like, Oh, I'm just like, I play outside. And then I, you know, and then I go do, do this once a week or that once a week. It's like, they're either like doing tons of the same thing or like nothing. <laughs> so there's been a do lot you see, of, do, been you a lot see of mo-
0: do you see mostly um, healthy people because of the <laughs> medicine you're in, as opposed to if you were, let's say a heart doctor, you would just see just, Fucking everyone ninety percent of your clients would be overweight.
2: um I would say no, so Uh-oh. Front, like I so that up. um well i so ideally, yes, so I do see a lot of sports injuries and people getting injured doing athletic things. I see that, and that's why I like <laughs> doing what I do, but i do i mean musculoskeletal pain is like the chronic disease of the body, right like so if you have diabetes, hypertension, et cetera et cetera, et cetera, guess what your back probably hurts too. So those people come in or you probably have terrible arthritis and I take care of that. So, um, so yeah, I'd say like, probably like 60, 40 or 70, 30 of like more unhealthy people to like, Oh shit. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, do you, you, can you, can you keep it, can you just keep it real with someone? Like if someone, if, if a, if a woman comes in, who's five, five, who should weigh 150 pounds and she weighs 250 pounds and her knee hurts. Mm -hmm. Do, do you yeah. just say, Hey, it's because every time you step, you have an extra 400 pounds of pressure on your knee. I mean,
2: well, so, more
0: than the joint was made. Like, like where, 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 in-
2: uh, I could, you know, so it's weird. Cause in medicine, like, especially like where the, where this health, you know, the health system I work for, it's like, we're all kind of like held under like essentially like Google reviews. So you can say something like that and the person's going to go home and write you know, Dr. West called me fat and that's going to be online for people to see. So,
1: oh um, shit.
2: so, you know, uh, I usually, you know, I try to broach the subject. If someone brings it up, someone says, oh, I need to lose weight. And I go, well, yeah, you do. <laughs> and did you know that every pound of pressure, you know, it's on, on, every 10 pounds on your body is 40 pounds of pressure on your knee. So you can imagine that if you lost 10 pounds, how much better you feel like that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, it's usually like that person has to kind of bring it up and then I will, agree with them. Um, you know, or, you know, I'll mention it in a laundry list of things that can make you feel better is weight loss as well. Um, but it's a little, I, I, it's, you have to kind of dance around it a little bit because it, it ideally, yes. I'd like to have those conversations with everybody, but I, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, people necessarily want to hear it. So,
0: so you're, you are part, uh, you are part psychiatrist. You're navigating, uh, oh. you're, you're navigating oh, yeah. a, a, a wild landscape.
2: Oh yes, yeah, a lot many times because sometimes people have pain. It's it's not just straightforward.
0: It's the the frustration to me is is this, and this I'm not pointing the finger at you at all. The frustration, or or any doctor, the frustration is this: what we're describing is a society that caters to the lowest common denominator, mm-hmm. and so you're being punished for flourishing. And, and I'll give you an exact example. What I mean, I'm I'm a healthy person. I put on um, t- uh, but but um, you know, I went on vacation and I and I just sat around and drank and ate dessert. I come visit you and you may say, hey, what did you do last week? And I'd be like, oh, I went to the Bahamas and I was just drinking and blah blah. And you may, hey, and, and I go, I put on 15 pounds. And you may be like, hey, that's probably just inflammation. Don't worry about your knee. Can we practice something? And I say, sure, what's up? And be like, hey, maybe just cut out uh, added sugar for the next week and let's not have you eat past seven o'clock at night and then i come back and see me in two weeks and then and, and let's talk about your knee then
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean it, it, it that's some sound uh and you could be like put your hand on my shoulder and look me in the eye and be like hey you want to know the really good news and i go what and be like you could take care of this yourself probably you're not even gonna fucking need me and yet the lowest mm-hmm. and let the lowest common denominator might be pissed right
2: Yeah. So I can be like, fuck you. I came for
0: you to fix this shit, Amy.
2: Well, and that's, and that's most of the time people show up with the expectation of this thing hurts. Fix me. Yeah. Um, I wish it was less than that. So, and, and I try to get the sense of, you know, if there are people that I can, I I see that they want to put the time energy effort in. I, there are certain like physical therapists that I know in the area who are, you know, top-notch guys they you know they're out they usually don't accept insurance but they're you know they're yeah the and that's the game. thing too
0: yep yep they, they say, say that, like, that it's, it's not fair but but the rich people can can pay for an honest uh for for an honest um what's that called diagnosis
2: yeah so you know it's like i i there are therapists that you know physical therapists that i know that i'm like listen this guy is gonna get you ready to to run that marathon or whatever. If you put on the time, the energy, the effort, you want to spend the money. I got the guy for you. 90%, 99% of people that I come across, they don't want that. <laughs> you know, they don't want that. They don't want to do that. They just like fix it. You know, give me an injection. Okay. Um, So, you know, it's, it's a balance. Unfortunately, this is, you know, the, the medical, the medical landscape right now.
0: Um, what, How are the, um? how long have you been doing medicine? How long have you been practicing medicine?
2: I mean, how I've been out of training for almost four years, but I was, you know, in med school and residency and all that for about ten years.
0: And and have you seen a uh, a decline of the patient in ten years? <laughs>
2: um, in terms well, I, of so- let,
0: let me give you the metaphor. In terms uh-huh. of, uh you used to just see a bunch of Honda Civics coming in with uh, flat tires, and now you see like uh-huh. fenders broken and fucking. I mean, have Um, you seen the decline of the quality of the patient when they come in? You're like, man, this is. They used to just come in with a flat, and I could put some air in it and fix it. Now this shit is like.
2: I mean, I'd say I've worked in different environments. So, like during training, I did a lot of like inpatient medicine, which is like a whole other landscape of sick. Um, And now I'm all outpatient. So in general, the people I see are not like critically ill. So I can't I can't really speak to that. I'll say that. Um. You know, I, 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 overall, I think that we're kind of, when you're at first, when you first start medicine, you kind of have like a, this kind of like wide eye view of everyone that you could kind of say, like, if I only could, you know, uh, I, I, could, I could see the ways to fix this and you have hope that you can do it. <laughs> and then once you get to like where I'm at, you're like, okay, well, this is what it is. So now have to just kind of work within that space.
1: That, that kind
0: of sucks though. Right. But
1: I mean, yeah, <laughs> <It does. laughs> you're right. Yeah.
0: Um, are there um, do you ever do you ever develop relationships with clients to where it it, it transcends that?
2: Um, you know, I think what's what's kind of cool in what I'm doing now is that I've developed like if I called
0: of- you, like if I called yeah. you, Amy, I'd be like, hey, Amy, give it to me, fucking straight. And you can be like, okay, fuck, I saw you on your Instagram and you got a fucking gut when you're doing pull-ups. First, you got to fucking, like, get that shit fixed. Like, do you have clients where you can just be like?
2: Um, Well, I'll say this. In the local, like, area, um, I am sort of, like, I'm known in, like, a few of the boxes in the the region. So, like, I, you know, I'll be at a competition and then I'll see, like, people that I treated. And, like, you know, so then we can kind of have those conversations offline, you know, but, like, so I do have people like that who mostly that I know through through crossfitting that I can have those conversations with if I need to, but not like the average, like patient, I have to kind of keep it very professional in that sense.
0: Someone called me the other day and they were like, or they hit me up, they text me and they said, Hey, uh, one of my friends needs a doctor and they want to go to a CrossFit doctor and, mm-hmm. and because I just feel like they feel like they can't get the right treatment from a regular doctor. And I, and I sent it, I said, Oh, what about Dr. Nick? I think that's his name. The guy, who, I had him on the show before out of Invictus, yeah. really big yoke, black dude, handsome. The, Do you know what I'm the talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The fittest yep. doc. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, and he goes, Oh yeah, you're right. But those of us who are, um, g- crossfitters, uh, through and through, we kind of want everyone in our ecosystem to be crossfitters yeah our plumber our teacher our Mm -hmm. the guy like you want every single person because there's something that we think differently about you and your work ethic and your commitment to excellence right
2: yeah and you just like you get it you see someone with nanos on you're like i got you yeah i bet you that guy i bet you that guy's
0: a great plumber i bet you when he's under the sink he like everything's like he leaves and the the shit's good
2: yeah, <laughs> there you go. He, so, he work.
0: He works hard. It's not going to leak again next week. He's going to put in the good garbage disposal.
2: Right. Yeah. There's just like a. There's just like a, a connection that you have that you just. You just people get it.
0: I um, can people contact? Do you take? Do you have private clients? Do you work with? Do you have a private business outside? I mean, of-
2: I, I. no, I don't. I, I. I work through a health system, but I do like telehealth visits and things like that. So sometimes, if someone's not like in the immediate area.
0: Um, so I, so I, so, okay. um, so people who see this show, they can't just mm-hmm. pick you as a doctor. They can't be like, Oh, I remember me seeing that girl on Sevon's podcast, that lady's a, uh, CrossFitter and she's a physician. Mm-hmm. Oh, and even more importantly, she's interested in, she's a physiatrist, but they can't, thank you. Uh, they can't, uh, but they can't just contact you.
2: I mean, not like for medical advice, like offline, but, um, as far as like seeing as like a, seeing someone as a patient, yeah, as a patient. Yeah, I, I can, um, potentially be able to do that via the internet through this health system I work for.
0: Why not? Why not just start? Is is it hard? Why not just start your own? um, Aren't there enough wealthy CrossFitters out there to um, sustain someone like that to sustain a practice? Okay. I need a hundred of you to give me a hundred thousand dollar down payment. And I'm your doctor for the year.
2: I mean, that sounds like a great idea. (laughs) That's like the dream or to like have a, have a box and like sort of run it as like a, Uh, like a community health center essentially like that's
0: we have friends who do that amy you know you know we you i mean i know you know this for sure but but Mm -hmm. uh, for the people listening we have friends who not only who are doctors who kind of do like you you and i both have friends who pay a doctor just Mm a twenty thousand dollars a year just to be able to call the doctor and, and and, mm-hmm. and, and, we know doctors who accept that, who have like a hundred clients like that, super wealthy. And it's just a call. You, I mean, that's just the baseline. Like you get the phone number of the doctor for 20 grand.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how I, much, I, how I'm much, how much to
0: get your phone number? How much do I have to pay you to get your phone number?
2: I don't know. I got to think about that. <laughs> I mean, Hey, I, uh, I have to, I have to think about that. I'm, I'm not too business savvy. So like something like that is like, I don't even know like where to start, but maybe there's a group of us that can kind of synergize or something But that's the, that's the goal. That's the dream. Like being able to have a, like a CrossFit gym that serves as like a community health center, uh, a bridge from post-acute rehab into the community. Cause I mean, I, I when I, in physiatry, um, a lot of my training was with working with people with spinal cord injuries and traumatic brain injuries and adaptive, you know, the, you know, amputees, adaptive athletes and stuff. So, to me, it was like, wow, this is – this. these people would be great to be in a CrossFit gym to see, you know, once they finish their acute rehab, like here's the perfect shuttle for that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like hard convincing the health systems that that's a good idea.
0: So you're in um, – you're in London. You, tell, tell me how you found um, CrossFit. And, and mm-hmm. how and your kind of your medical school your transition from film school or being in the film world to uh, okay. medical school how did those um, two how did those two kind of line up?
2: So I mean how I started uh, when I, so I was working in television um, I am not the kind of person that likes to like bounce around from thing to thing to thing so I, I got kind of it was like that's the way the industry is is like you have a job for a few months and you know you're kind of always bouncing around. Um, and I just kind of got sick of it. Um, and then, you know, I started working as a surgical videographer. So I was like in the hospital, and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Um, and then, you know, so my my dad is a fire is a firefighter, a 9-11 first responder, um, my brother's police officer. It's like, there are people like, you know, working for the common good. Um, and when I was living in London, I, as soon as like I left, there was a terrorist bombing there that happened. Um, and I just remember being like, if I was still there, like what, like good would I have been in that situation and probably nothing, you know, I wouldn't be able to do anything. So I was like, huh, what can I do to like be more of use to the, the universe? And I always liked school. I was always like into that stuff. So I was like, well, if you have the capacity to do that, then maybe you should do that. So then I started looking like, well, how could I go to med school? If I wanted was that, to, was that, was that
0: quick? Does that happen in an hour, that conversation, or is that a week or a
2: month? Oh, that, I mean, that's, that was like you know, probably six months of me being like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? I'm a planner. I like to always have like something, okay, h- how am I going to figure out this situation? I don't like where I'm at right now. How do I get around it? You know? So, um, so yeah. So then I went started looking at all these programs and then I found the, uh, something called a post-bac program, which is actually pretty common, uh, where you just do the sciences essentially to apply to med school.
0: That was at Columbia.
2: Um, yeah. Um, and I, you know, th- I did that and then, you know, ended up, Ended up at Harvard, which was cool.
0: How do you um, get into Harvard? Do, do you is, do you just uh, go online and fill out the application? Uh, Amy West, okay. The, I got. I mean, an at a the time, an I think it might
2: have in paper. I mean, yeah, they, you know, they require a whole bunch of transcripts and recommendations. I had to volunteer at a hospital. I, I, I mean, I think honestly, like the key to I tell like kids who were like, well, "How do I get into med school?" It's like make yourself different because they see tons of kids who are all like super high achieving. The bunch of science stuff or super boring, but they're gonna remember the television producer that came through, you know, or whatever it is. So get some life experience that's not just school and um, be someone that they can remember when they interview you you know so did
0: you did your parents pay the um, uh, admissions people any money under under the table?
2: <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, um, I definitely don't think that wh- don't think wh- that wh- happened.
0: Were you yeah. surprised when you got in? Were you like, holy shit?
2: Yeah. It's like one of those things that, um,
0: did you have a plan you know, B? Another yeah, so I mean, I was
2: accepted. I was accepted to, uh, you know, a handful of them. So, um, and then when that came through, I was like, oh, you know, and at the time I was living in New York and I wasn't even sure, like, do I want to leave New York? I've never left New York in my life other than that time I was in London. And but I was like, you don't pass that opportunity up.
0: And, and was there anywhere you weren't accepted?
2: I don't remember. I don't think so. I didn't apply to all that many schools, but no, I don't think so. I think maybe I got waitlisted somewhere or something, but I don't remember which one.
0: And then you get it. It's just it comes in an envelope and it says Harvard and then you open it and it's like, hi, Amy, we're excited yeah. to have you for the 2000 blah, blah, blah season.
2: Yeah. So what was funny about that is that the envelope got delivered to the wrong house. Oh, I and- like it these people who like lived down the street from me, they came by with this like big envelope from Harvard and they're like, we think this is important. (laughs) So, um, but yeah. Um,
0: when my mom was only one of, uh, uh, my mom was uh, the first woman to graduate from her law school. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think she went to night law school while she was pregnant either with me or my sister. I can't remember the story but it's a, it's a fucking crazy story. My, my mom's a savage. And what what ended up happening was the, the uh, some of her classmates called her on the rotary mm-hmm. phone and we're like, we got our, we got our, you know, uh, we, our bar exam. We passed where, you know, we passed the bar exam, you know, mm-hmm. and my mom's like, Oh shit. Awesome. Congratulations. So my mom goes downstairs and is like waiting for the mail person and the mail person comes by and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. So my mom's just fucking bummed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, be- because everyone got their acceptance and she didn't. And then the mailman goes down, and then he comes back an hour later. Oh, I forgot this, and it was her <laughs> bar exam. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, so you get that, and uh, mm-hmm. and you open it up, and you're accepted, and then and then you just start, and you, you just go and crush it.
2: I mean, you get a yeah, shitload of student long journey. Oh, crush yeah, it. it's okay. I, was I mean, I also in the middle of. Uh, med school, I took so med schools' four years, and the third year is usually the most difficult because you 're just thrown in the wards and your your hours are terrible and it sucks um, and then between my third and fourth year is I took a year off to do an education degree at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. Um, which I, took was,
0: a, I took a year <laughs> off to do another degree. I don't know if you use the word took which, a year off, right. But I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> Go on.
2: It was kind of like a year off because like intensity right. level of workload, you know? So, um, and then that's during that time is though I had a lot of like time off, you know, it like, I just went to class and came home and I didn't have to do anything extra. So, um, that's when I, I started looking into like, working in with physiatrists, I found out about that. Um, and that's also when I used to pass CrossFit Fenway, RIP was ah. right. It was right. was very close to Harvard med school. Um, and I used to pass all the time and be like, I don't, I want to do that. It looks like fun. So I had the time. I was like, okay, so that's how I started.
0: No shit. Hey, um, you sound like a, a professional, uh, CrossFitter. They're like, yeah, I took today off. I just worked on my rowing. You're like,
1: mm. You I've you. <laughs> yeah. so worked on your yeah. rowing great yeah. Yeah. okay
0: and so you start CrossFit and um mm-hmm. go, going back to softball so you loved basketball but you were good mm-hmm. at softball you were great yeah at I was better
2: at it yeah I was better at it yeah and, I, didn't, I didn't yeah
0: and did you play did you play any collegiate basketball
2: yeah I mean I played I'd not I ended up graduating early and stuff so it didn't like work out but
0: but you did play yeah. um you did play collegiate softball.
2: I did for the short time that I was able to, yeah.
0: Ever get drilled by when the I'm, ball?
2: I have. Yeah. I got hit in the face once. Um I got hit pretty when I played, so when I played overseas, I played softball overseas for a summer, I got wailed in the knee with a with a pitch once. That wasn't fun.
0: Ooh. I uh, ever yeah. been hit in the head?
2: No, thank God, but I've seen I've seen other people get hit in the head it and it's not cute
0: um what about that uh what about that achilles uh is the achilles tendon when that thing snaps and people think uh that they've been hit by a ball did you ever see that like someone running around second base and they think the ball hit them but it was their achilles (laughs) fucking snapped
2: i mean i've i've seen it in other sports as like a physician and i've had people i know people that's happened to why do people
0: always think that? Recently, one of my friends, one of our mutual friends, was playing basketball mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and they snapped yeah. their Achilles tendon. And he stood up, and he's like, "Okay, who tripped me?" And everyone's like, "No one was near you." And he's like, "Yeah, I felt someone kick me and trip me." And then they're like, "Dude, mm-hmm. your 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 Achilles tendon snapped. Why is that? Why yeah. do people think always? Is, that's common, right? You think you've been hit? Yeah, I mean, it's like a tripped? it's
2: like a rubber band that snaps in your leg. So you think when it snaps that you feel that like pop. You think you know is it? Then it must've got hit here, you know, before you realize your foot can't move. Um, so. So yeah.
0: before surgery, if that happened to you, you were fucked and your ankle would just do this the rest of your life.
2: I mean, you'd have trouble lifting it up and down. Yeah. I mean, it's the main. And those factor. are the things that
0: medicine's amazing for. That's why we need doctors, right. To, 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 yeah. to, to tie that thing back up. So it doesn't.
2: Right. So that's, that's would be an orthopedic surgeon. You uh-huh. need that repaired, but I, I see a lot of people say, oh, my penis tendon kind of hurts when I run. So it's okay. like, well, it's intact. You don't need to see a surgeon for that. They're not going to do anything about that. That's where I come in.
0: How, how about, how about plantar fasciitis? Have you ever had that?
2: I haven't had it, but I treat I treat it quite a bit.
0: Yeah. What is that? I had that once it, it went away, but it's the most yeah. bizarre thing ever because it feels like something's in your heel, yeah. but then you touch your heel and there's nothing in there, but you could swear mm-hmm. there's like, there's a tack in there.
2: Yeah. There's just like, some tissue that attaches to your heel bone that um, you can get irritation where it, where it attaches. Um, and a lot of times that has to do with the, you know, the flexibility of your, of that tissue, but also with your like foot muscles. So something called like the intrinsic foot muscles or the foot core, where like, if you, if you look at babies, for example, like they can spread their toes out like this, no problem. And as we get older, we sort of lose that ability because we, you know, we wear shoes and a lot of those little tiny foot muscles atrophy or are, are just not used. So, you know, think we see lot, you can see a lot of problems in the foot that can be remedied by strengthening up those muscles again and being able to move them.
0: It's, what, does walking barefoot do that? Yeah, it helps. Do you use toe spacers?
2: I don't, but I probably should.
0: <laughs> it, it would work, right?
2: I, I mean, I think I think they're they're a, a good to use yeah i haven't used it myself though
0: like you can stretch shit out you can stretch skin out like i've seen like things where people like will dangle stuff from their ears a couple hours every day and then eventually you know i just remember seeing shit like that (laughs) as a kid like on ripley's believe it or not or yeah
2: yeah yeah, that's incredible same kind of idea yeah
0: for sure just put just just push your toes out (laughs) have you seen have you seen this lady um uh who's in the master's um she's 72 years old i want to say she's from finland was making fun of her name the other day i can't even show her instagram account her her name is her name is j o k e it looks like joke and her last okay. name is d i k o f f like dick off so that's oh, wow. why i was okay. uh, yeah it's a, it's a, i'm sure it's pronounced different in in whatever country right. she's hungarian or whatever
2: mm-hmm. but
0: but there's a video of her on instagram mm-hmm. at 72 doing a legless rope climb have you seen this I, I think i
2: have seen it actually i think i have seen
0: it <clears> at <throat> least briefly yeah good for her it, yeah it's nuts yeah it's a, yeah. A, a a legless rope climb is is hard for anyone i, I, I get young people don't understand like if that shit's not warm that that shit's not like it is when you're 25 that shit, true. Fe- that shit feels like it'll just snap off and break who's yeah. your old who's your oldest patient how old's your oldest patient
2: Oh, I've had patients in over a hundred. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, but it's usually like, you know, they have bad knee arthritis or whatever. You know, they're not, they're not doing legless orb climbs. They're yeah, probably so just sitting around.
0: My, my mom went to the doctor. My mom had some knee issues and she went to the doctor and like, part of me mm-hmm. just want to tell her mom, you're fucking old. Stop going to the doctor. Like that's just normal. But she went to the doctor <laughs> and he gave her some exercises and the shit got better. But at a hundred, yeah. isn't there a point where you're just going to be like, no, you're old. Stop. Just go home and die.
2: I mean, I I wouldn't say that, but you know, I'll I'll try to help how I can. So, it's like, I can try to I could try here. I could try to help you.
0: Um, do you do any eye stuff? Do you help with vision? Is there any? Do you ever? No, is, no, that's I, not I your. Don't,
2: I don't mess. No, I don't. I I don't mess with that.
0: Are Are you still involved with C, CrossFit
1: Health?
2: I am. Um, I think they're sort of retooling or you know, kind of reorganizing. So I'm not really sure what is happening hundred percent with it. Um, but like at the games this year, I'm doing a CrossFit health panel with Athena, our good friend, Athena. Um, and so I'll be kind of be speaking, I guess, on behalf of CrossFit health in some, in some way. Um, and I'm doing some other talks that while I'm there. So, so it's, it's, you know, I'm still involved with it. What it is exactly is, is I think is still kind of being figured out.
0: It, it's kind of a trip. Because I would say, and I'm being a little cavalier saying this, when CrossFit Health was started, it was Greg's pet project. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It was for him personally. the The company was chugging along, and it was his project. And and when I say pet project, I don't mean to poo poo it at all, or to mean that it wasn't uh, that it was small or insignificant. It was it was far from that. But it required. It was his, and it and, and it was about the ills of modern medicine. And let's start with the truth. So the ills of modern medicine, and you—you and you were at all those um, all those uh, events, and you know, yeah. we someone would come up and tell us about, um, you know, how fifty percent of the stuff in medical journals is unreplicatable, and they would give us all the evidence for it, and we would be like, oh, you know, everyone's like, oh, or or yeah. statins, they would talk about p-values and about how statins actually don't work, and 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 how people shouldn't be, t- and, and you just it was. And then when he was gone, I, I don't know why, why, keep, why keep it? It, it? Why keep it? Do, well, do you know, do you I know what I mean of, by that? Like it was, yeah, it was, yeah. uh, it was one man's mission.
2: Right. I, well, I think it, it sort of had two arms uh, as far as I saw it. Okay. So yeah, one please was tell like, me, tell me. So one was the, was like the think tank. It was Greg gathering the scientists and people that he respected and we would just all, all, the, and all the doctors who were like-minded in the country to get together and network, to talk about this stuff, to kind of, you know, basically have a chat about it and and talk about it. And I think that was, and that's really like, that was kind of Greg's vision for it, I think. Um, and then there was this whole other side of it. I think there were a lot of us who were like, how do we make this a thing? You know, especially as doctors, we're like we want like organization and structure and like how can we, how can we make this a, a network that um, so that if your friend needs a doctor who's a CrossFit doctor, they can go on CrossFit.com and find it, or how can we work together so that we can make functional like fitness facilities that are also healthcare facilities, or how can we, um, you know, how can we make some like more, the like, doc in the box thing.
0: Yeah. I remember those yeah. things or,
2: or, or there yeah. was, ta-
0: there was, um, there was a, uh, how can we make it? So CrossFitters get, uh, reduced insurance or things like that.
2: Yeah. You know, or like CME credits for our, right. you know, you know, so stuff like that. Right. So I think like there was like a whole other, or how can we organize formal research and, and do the experiments or how do we find out who's doing stuff in, you know, in California with the person in New York and network, you know, so I think there was that, that aspect of it too. So I think um you know th- that piece of it is also um exciting so i think there's sort of t- sort of two arms as I, as i always saw it
0: i i, I saw it where i saw it was where mature crossfitters ended up going there was there was this um you know when when you're 22 years old and you're doing crossfit and you hear that um it's the cure for type 2 diabetes you're like who cares and and that's okay i i i, I that's maybe what your attitude should be. But when you're 26 and you've been doing CrossFit for four years and you find out your cousin over in South Carolina has been diagnosed with type two diabetes and you've been a CrossFitter, you're like, Oh, I work out in this gym with this um, woman named Amy West. And she was wearing an Octane CrossFit shirt that said, we cure type two diabetes. I wonder what that meant. And because Mm -hmm. she's with people who, who are in the health, it, it just takes a little longer for those things to, um, to percolate, to grow, to 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 get nurtured in in yeah. in in younger CrossFitters. Uh yeah. when you when you made that um I I I still going back to that thing great I still don't think it's I, I almost feel like that they should shut it down and bring it back as something else. It was just so specialized to what he was doing. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. But um, it, what 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 Julie are doing that precision healthcare, the way that was thing was going. I think it was Julie mm-hmm. spearheading it. That was the exact opposite of what Greg was planning. Like a hundred percent in the in the in the opposite direction. It wasn't mm-hmm. to CrossFit Health was more to um, indoctrinate doctors with CrossFit than to indoctrinate CrossFitters with doctors. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean, I'm saying?
2: That, yeah, and that whole i you know i wasn't involved in any of that but um you know, i for me i think the network was what was important and really good. i mean some of the best um, i mean i've met so many like great people
0: uh-oh, so it's uh-oh. Keeping uh, hold, hold on one second amy we're having a crazy audio issue did something happen on your
2: end am i am i I'm okay okay
0: okay uh no what happened you're getting chopping and you're coming in and out. Not your video, but just your audio. Almost like um, there's someone listening from like a third world country on their phone line.
2: <laughs> I don't think so. Or like I you're see. tapping.
0: Could you just log out and log back in real quick? Log out of this? Yeah. Okay. Just like hang up on me and then just call back. Crackly. Yes, Heidi. Thank you. Crackly. I am well behaved. I like her a lot. And, and, and she's 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 navigating... Um. <clears throat> she, she has her foot in, uh, imagine, imagine you having your foot in the center of a circle and then outside the circle and it's turning. So she's being kind of pulled in these, in these weird, uh, directions. So I, I, I want to be, um, yeah, it was a bad mic connection. Something happened. Yeah. As if the feds tapped in.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That'd be good if I was high on meth. I might believe you. It's, it's your audio bouncing back on her computer it's my audio oh like maybe she had her volume up too loud i mean i'll I'll ask her about that even in her even in her medicine practice she has that right like she knows some of the things that she should be saying to clients but she can't say because she's navigating a, a difficult difficult terrain and so she's on the dei council so that's got to be some difficult uh oh let me ask her
2: Is it better?
0: Yeah, everyone was – yeah, it is better so far. All
2: right.
0: Hey, you know what's interesting? So you're on this – you're kind of in some – imagine this – you know those restaurants at the top of buildings and they spin? Yeah. And there's a spot in the center that doesn't spin, and as a little Mm -hmm. kid, like you can put – one foot on the in the center and one foot on the out and, and then it starts spinning slowly and then you can't, you can't do it anymore. It's kind of like you, you your life is kind of like that in, in the things you're in. So you're in, you do the DEI council. So that's a, a, a difficult thing to navigate. You're in, in your professional in your healthcare, you know, like what we were talking about, there's, there's things like they, the truth you could just blatantly give to your clients, but you have to navigate this uh, these areas and, um, and there was a, th- and then, and then CrossFit health, there's, you're a, uh, you're in na- that you're, you're kind of like a bridge. You're a navigator. Do you ever feel like you're being ripped in half? <laughs> well, Cause way. you have your foot on um, the inside of the circle and the outside and you're like, okay, I'm going to have to lift one of them.
2: I, um, I see myself as a connector. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, so, and I, you know, looking through all these things through a health lens is really my. My focus so i try to maintain that but i think it you know it's the thing you have to kind of you have to navigate you have to like know know your audience a little bit know you know what what the rules are and all that so there's there's definitely times when i'm like frustrated to, yeah you know you have to kind of just sit back and, and watch things unravel because i'm like sort of like on the inside but on the outside at the same time so i, I you know, I just try to. I just try to keep doing work that I enjoy, and try to stay connected to people that I like, and hope that mm-hmm. that gets recognized, and people enjoy it, and that I can help people out. Or if I say, "Hey, this person's doing this, and they should meet that person," and maybe I connect you guys, and and all that. So, um, but yeah, I'm a bit of a top that keeps spinning. I, I, I definitely.
0: Yeah do you um do you get uh, frustrated or or do you like the challenge of being in these um sort of contentious Areas.
2: Um. I, I. I mean. I. I think in general, I like to be. Um,
0: like the challenge. Is,
2: yeah, I like the challenge. I also just. I like that. Um, I. I just. I, at the end of the day, I just want people to recognize like, the the value that I bring. So whoever's doing that, um. You know, I'm happy to, to be part of whatever that is, without kind of losing my own, focus.
1: Truth. North, truth.
2: Yeah, something like that.
0: I like. I watched your um your presentation on YouTube yesterday. It was posted on CrossFit's.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. uh, Account. (laughs) Yeah, that was like um. I didn't know that they were posting it, so I got started getting all these like emails that were like, "Oh, like your thing." I'm like, "What?" (laughs) Because I shot that back in like March.
0: you, You should. That was filmed back in March.
2: Yeah, it was for the CrossFit Health Conference that happened. So I, I did it and I, you know, or I think it was March or February, whatever it was. Um, so I hadn't really thought about it since then. So then, and then they put, and what was <laughs> it? They put it in the email with like this weird looking picture of me. I was like, come on, man, come on. Like <laughs> <laughs> could have used a better screenshot than that, bro. But, um, but yeah, so, but yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's kind of stuff I've been talking about for, for years. And I think a, a version of that talk is what initially I think maybe Greg saw and how I got, kind of it out to the ddcs or whatever but
0: yeah you did you did at your hospital what, what's that yeah. called what's that rounds thing called is it called rounds? Oh,
2: grand rounds grand, grand rounds,
0: rounds. Yeah. so mm-hmm. you were you were at your hospital you gave a talk about how crossfit mm-hmm. is not dangerous or the misconceptions Pretty around much. the danger the danger
2: yeah i mean it's, and also how at the time i was in my residency in physiatry and it was like this is how crossfit and physiatry are almost the same thing <laughs>
0: are, are you paid by crossfit
2: um, for- I wish. No, I okay. mean, so like, do I get a, I get like a stipend for. Like,
0: but you're not an employee counsel, of CrossFit. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I thought it was pretty wild that you brought up the NSCA case. Like wild in a good way.
2: Yeah. I mean, so I wasn't sure if they're going to keep it in actually. I, I I haven't seen the final edit of of that talk. It's but.
0: in there. It's in there. It's in it's, what's interesting is, is that you have a slide from the Russell's uh, yeah. website.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I was on my assault bike,
0: like, going, holy shit, am, have I been pedaling too hard? Like, wow, she really <laughs> is saying this shit.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's important to to know why the data may be what it is or wh- what it was and to, to note who is putting out the data and who what may be of influence, you know, so.
0: Do you know what it. happened in that case? Like, at the end? Do like, you know ultimately, what dis- no. Yeah. yeah. I don't
2: know. I mean, I know that there, there was the ruling, but I don't know what's been. If you did you know, know, would
0: you tell me? Like, if, you, if <laughs> no, you did I don't. Know? I, I I
2: don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't
0: believe know I believe today. you that you don't know, but but I'm just going along this way for shits because it's fun and it adds tension. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so someone so someone knows what happened.
2: Yeah, I don't. I no one told me. I can tell you that much. <laughs>
0: But you do so, – so just to get you guys up to speed, basically in a nutshell, there was a study done uh, about uh, CrossFit with the, I think, University of Ohio and the NSCA, and Greg basically sent some lawyers down there, and they interviewed all the people who um, in the paper said they were injured, and, and I think only one of them said that they may have been injured or, or something. But basically no one was injured, and and then, then through – discovering whatnot, they found that a guy named William Kramer at the NSCA and others were involved in basically, they basically said, Hey, if you, if you don't put, they told the student who is trying to get the paper published, if you don't put injuries in this paper, we're not going to publish it. And CrossFit uh, uh, uncovered that. And then uh, when uh, Greg called those guys soda whores, they sued Greg back And in that, that's where they really fucked up. And in that discovery, when Greg did discovery on that case, they found like a million fucking emails. No shit, Amy, with the word CrossFit in it that in the other case they lied about that said didn't exist and then both of the the federal judge and the state judge spoke and then the whole thing fucking collapsed and we saw some yeah. unpr and we saw some unprecedented shit the 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 and nsca quickly dropped its case against suing greg and greg didn't want them to drop it because he wanted to keep using discovery discovery is basically when someone sues you you can go into their house and look in their underwear drawer and everyone can start looking in everyone's underwear drawer and looking for yeah. shit and they didn't they didn't think it out too well and they got they got spanked up so yeah. basically in my opinion, when you say that there's a, um, CrossFit injures people, you're basically attacking the 15,000 affiliates or 10,000 or 2000, however many's left, right. They're trying to run a business to make people better. And then you say, so, so then the judge kept saying to Greg, Hey, well, are you going to settle? Are you going to settle? And some numbers like 50 million, hundred million, we're going to be thrown around. And Greg's like, no, I don't, I'm not doing this for the money. I want to just keep learning more and more about who was involved in the conspiracy and judges like, all right, you can keep suing them and, and keep, keep driving down this lane until, until, uh, until it's forced to come to a decision. And before that happened, Greg sold the company. And then when the, and, and Greg had told the affiliates, he stood up and told the affiliates many times, there's one thing I will tell you, I will never have this case sealed. So even if I don't make – even if we don't get any money from it, the one thing I'm going to stand by the whole time is that you guys can always go back and look at this case, right, and see and see what happened because it was important to him that the world saw it. Because what had happened was – and you mentioned this in your talk that the NSCA had fabricated this study that said Crossfitters, uh, CrossFit affiliates injure people, and then that was reposted more than 400 times, including an outside magazine. Fucking affiliates everywhere. So yeah. the new owners come in and the case is settled in the first fucking year and it's sealed. And like, I know mm-hmm. Marshall Brenner must know what happened, right? That's the attorney, you know, are, are you friends with, Marshall? I mean, I know
2: I, I mean, I know, I know of him, but I don't, yeah, I don't know he's
0: a great him. guy. I love him. I would consider him yeah. a friend, even though I try not to talk to him cause I don't want to put him in an awkward situation, but, um,
2: but yeah, I mean, there was,
0: it's fucked up, of, man. It's, it, it, it's and fucked I'm up, just, and you, yeah, it's fucked up. Like you, we need to you know what happened.
2: It, yeah, so that that's an issue, but also then I need know, to know
0: more what happened there. I don't give a fuck why Dave was fired, and it's none of anyone's business, in my opinion. Yeah, it's between him and his boss. It's because yeah. he smells like shit. What do I care? But I, mean, I but I do. But this other thing is the the implications are for all the affiliates, and I just I don't. um
2: Well, yeah, I mean the more dangerous thing too is that these these com- these organizations were looking to make CrossFit illegal. I think that yes. Was, I think that's, that was sort of the, that the, the false data. Oh, come on, Amy, you're just me.
0: crazy. That could never happen.
2: I mean, the, the false data was used in, to say that, you know, the CrossFit trainers have no, um, their training isn't adequate because they don't get certification through this governing body. Therefore they're training people legally and they're also hurting people. So, I mean, that was kind of the, the cascade, follow the bouncing ball a little bit.
0: uh, if, if you didn't just hear what Amy said, you have to just rewind this part and listen to that again. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's, and it's, it's why I tell you guys as much as I fucking have fun partying with the games, the games means nothing because if something like this would have just passed through the, the whole, the, the whole thing gets folded up and, and taken away.
2: There that, were, and, there were, and, there were bills that were, you know, in different States to, to legalize CrossFit training essentially without, um, CrossFit trainers having an SCA or ACSM certification.
0: Yep. And it was um, so, all, yeah. and, and and it was all, you know, as we started digging into it, it was all money related. Anyway, I, I appreciate you bringing it up. It should never, it should never go away. I, I personally, um, if, if, I, if I was an affiliate, that would be like one of my number one concerns. People are always like, What's the affiliate proposition? You know what the affiliate proposition is. You're basically playing a loyalty payment. The brand is a fucking great brand. All of us, I mean, even, even people like me who've been fired can't stop talking about how great the L1 is. It's so awesome. The community's great, but they do deserve, above anything else, you do deserve to know who your enemies are and that you have to see that case. That enemy is real and it's not dead.
2: Yeah. And then also the, um, you know, I think what surprised a lot of physicians about that is, is who's controlling the med- medical data, you know, and that, you know, you look at Coca-Cola's hands in in supporting physician groups, you know, the medical societies, um, including one of the biggest sports medicine societies, <laughs> in, um, in the world, uh, you, you know, most, most physicians don't realize that. So, Um, most people don't realize the history.
0: Yeah. And another thing, if you're curious, go just look up the history. I know, I know you know it, but the history of Coca-Cola and the CDC, you will be, you will be very, uh, I don't know if you'll be surprised. I was very surprised. The CDC does not exist without Coca-Cola with, with the donations Coca-Cola made. Does not. Go look it on Wikipedia. And let me tell you, Wikipedia does not want to be saying any bad shit about the CDC. So (laughs) go.
2: Yeah. So, yeah um, it definitely has a lot of there's a lot like it can get you can get really kind of caught in the weeds there
0: do um do, do, what the the people that you um saw uh, a- anecdotally as we went through this um what I the so-called pandemic the people that you saw who did crossfit um did they unequivocally do better when they got covid can you say that
2: yeah i mean i so i was relocated to the emergency room during like the height of COVID here. So I, I work in an office as essentially, a, an orthopedic provider. That's my day job. But during the height of the pandemic, they closed the offices and I was put in the emergency room to like, basically be like traffic control there. Wow. Um, it was kind of, and, I, and that's not my training. So I'll just say that. Um, but I was in the part of the emergency room that was for, um, essentially, people that they deemed were like stable enough to go home. So I basically my job is to like, are you stable? If so, tell them what to do and not do and send them out. Um, yeah. and you know, the, you just gave, the, you gave
0: them a mountain doing a snicker bar and send them home.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, it was just like, you know, your oxygen is, is okay. You're, you're not sick enough to be here, go home. Um, but a lot, you know, the, a lot of the people that were coming through were not, you know, uh, examples of health I'd say, but, that's, I, I had a very kind of limited experience. I wasn't on the, you know, inpatient wards, like innovating people or anything like that. But, um, but it was a lot of like, it was also a lot of hysteria because I was there for like two or three weeks. Um, and, you know, you'd see the same people coming back day after day being like, I still feel sick. It's like, you're going to feel sick, go home and just stay away from people. And um, they're just, I think they just go home and get, get themselves all worked up, you know, and come back. The next day and it's like this is the worst place you can be just go <laughs> go home so do,
0: do, does um, everyone who works in the hospital get it because they work in the hospital where it's at
2: i mean i knock on wood have not gotten it yet but um what yeah. no i i never I, i'm knocking all the wood right now but um yeah i, I, I skirted it somehow
0: or, but you could, um, I don't know what the numbers are now, but in the beginning it was 80% in- asymptomatic. So you could have had it and just not known. Right.
2: I guess. I mean, maybe I, I, I've taken one COVID test in the past and I never, I I, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't test positive, but maybe, maybe I hadn't had, didn't realize it.
0: You've only had one COVID test. Yeah. I thought, I just pictured like every time you went to the the hospital, if you were a doctor, like, like you just, like they just swab you.
2: (laughs) Um, no, I, I, that didn't happen to me, but, uh, but so when I was working in the hospital, like when they relocated me, this is before they had like a lot of testing available. So they didn't, they only used it on people who were like going to be hospitalized or like, you know, employees that were sick. So I, I skirted that.
0: I, when you say there was hysteria, what does that look like? Hysteria just means like people make, hysteria is just like craziness, right? That the people are just acting irrational. Is that what hysteria means?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was just a lot of, um, so, you know, on TV it was this constant, like just barrage of like, people are getting sick and people are dying, but you know, so people watching that and you'd have whole families come in and be
0: ungovernable emotional excess. Okay. Yeah. I like that.
2: You know, it's like, People were like, the the waiting rooms were packed full of people who, you know, some of them had had fever. Some of them were told to come in by their primary care doctors because they thought they needed to be hospitalized. And there was a lot of uh, angry people too because we weren't testing people at the time. We didn't have the supplies to be testing, like mass testing. And people would say, come and say, I need a test. And it's like, well, we don't have a test. You're stable. We're not going to test you. And then there was arguments there. Or people not understanding, like, you know, we're going to discharge you you're stable but they wanted to be in the hospital I, you know so there was a lot of like yeah you know you got to be kind of prepared to almost uh, for a fight sometimes because people were and then also because people were just like so revved up they were so like nervous yeah. that they were just yeah. gonna go home and tank because you'd hear these stories of people like discharge from the hospital and go home and then he'd die because you know they rapidly declined or whatever but um oh so, so i think there was a lot of that but so it, any it, it part
0: just, of it fun like like because of, like um, of the chaos, you know. Like sometimes you're in chaotic situations, and you're just kind of like, "Wow, this is kind of cool."
2: It was weird. I mean, the uh, so also I'd have to spend 12 hours like Fun's not the in right like, word. plastic. Like I'd yeah. be like wrapped in plastic essentially yeah. for 12 hours, which that sucked. Um, It wasn't fun. It was just like it was a thing that when I was doing it, I was like, "You're you're like in history right now."
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's you know what I mean? Like you're, you're you appreciate you're aware the experience.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like so you know, I was happy to be able to help because. Doing what I do normally doesn't really affect that. It was just it was kind of having a ringside seat, I guess. But um yeah, you know, yeah. hope that doesn't happen again. That's what it was like again. working at
0: CrossFit the last couple of years.
2: <laughs> yeah, same. It's like same. holy shit!
0: I got a ringside seat to this chaos.
2: Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I could start it,
0: yeah. I I knew people who like were a hundred percent in their in their in their f- fucking chatterbox mouth, um, uh, and their when we talk that had zero fear of COVID thought it was a fucking joke, never mask, never nothing. But when they got it, it was a different story. Like you could tell they had been infected with the hysteria around it. Cause they got scared Yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. all the stories. Oh my God. Even though they were fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, uh, the hysteria fucked with them. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're like, I think yeah. I'm short of breath. I'm like, you do.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah I mean, there was tons of that. Yeah,
0: totally. The shit's yeah. real.
2: But I, you know, and then we'd see people who'd come in and they'd be like, oh, you know, so basically I had to tell them, we're not testing you, but assume you have COVID because you have all the symptoms, go home to stay away from your family, whatever. And they'd be like, well, can I can still go to work at Dunkin' Donuts, right? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> this is, and this is like, and, and that was kind of the, that was like also really hard because, you know, this is why this disease is spreading because people aren't getting it. Like just not understanding and they're like, Oh, I don't go anywhere. I just go to the grocery store. It's like, no, 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 don't do that. You don't. <laughs> or they just be like, I'm like not testing them. And they'd be like, well, so I don't have it then. I was like, no, no, no. It's all I said. You have it, but you, you know, but so stuff like that, where, you know, it was also like a, you could see kind of how this can get out of hand or, you know, because certain rules just kind of people weren't getting it.
0: The, the public, um, The public isn't really that smart.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: and by smart, I I'm just not, mean, not disagree
2: with you, but
0: by smart, I mean, they, the, the people really lack, um, uh, the ability to self-evaluate. So I know so many people now who are afraid of, uh, live shooter situations, even though mm-hmm. they're 47 years old and they've never even heard a gunshot, but they're afraid of live shooter situations because of something they saw on TV. Mhm. And they don't want their kids to go to school. Or a friend told me this the other day. He twice he's been in a movie theater with his wife, where his wife has said, "Hey, I saw a guy come in who looks sketchy. I want to leave." And my buddy's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, he had a they, the guy had a bag and they had to leave."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's all. But but she has no she's never been around a shooter. She's never seen a gun. She never like yeah. it's just, it's just just what the TV told her, right? Hmm. yeah. And uh, it's it's fascinating to me. That shit's powerful.
2: Yeah. I mean, especially like if you're being inundated with that stuff everywhere you look. You know?
0: The, the people that um, – uh, can you describe the pe- – well, the people you see who have the most um, serious situations, is it – would you say it's all di- diet-related? The, the people you see. I
2: mean like, – Like if like you could give one piece my, of advice. Like, like in the my most- – line of work
1: yeah
2: uh like in my like sports medicine wise yeah um i think that's a big part of it i think i get a mixture of unfortunate circumstances and then also like you know just bad things happening uh to people unlucky things but also you know a lot of this is like you know because people aren't taking care of themselves you know whether that's diet related exercise or whatever yeah
0: that is what doctors are for Unfortunately, um, uh, it's been lost. They're for unfortunate situations, right? But they're so. but but the vast majority of their time is being spent on not unfortunate situations,
2: right? Exactly. I mean, it's like people you know sometimes who are actively hurting themselves. Or, yeah,
0: sub- yeah. I guess that's a better you know. way to say it. Self-inflicted. Like ideally, yeah. you want doctors on ready for things that's like not your f- fault,
2: right? Right. You know, so that doesn't always. That's not always what happens.
0: Like you go yes. to dive to save a, uh, a, a go- ball from going in the goal and your head hits mm-hmm. the, the side of the goal and you're knocked out. That's when you want a doctor.
2: Right. I see concussions as well. So is that, or you fall and break your hand or whatever. And then there's, you know, other things that I see that are, you know, it's basically like you're, you haven't taken care of yourself for 50 years. So it's going to catch up to you.
0: If, if, um, uh, if if someone's um a hundred pounds overweight, let's say it's a uh uh let's say I weigh two hundred and fifty pounds instead of one hundred and fifty pounds, um, mm-hmm. would and, and I said I wanted to start exercising, and I came to you as a doctor. Could you give me advice on on what exercise I should do? Is that within your? Are you allowed to I mean, do that?
2: I'm allowed to do that, like allowed to, I guess. Um, so normally, like. Uh, usually what I do though, is like, I try to, cause you know, I have like 15 minute point appointment slots and stuff. So like, I can't like, I don't like sit down and break down someone's whole life with them. But, um, usually then I try to find, you know, either things that they like doing or, you know, try to talk about, you know, stuff they like to do. My thing would always like my personal thing would be like to connect them with either like a CrossFit gym. I know, like, I know certain ones in my area that I would trust with someone who's new, um, or to connect them with some of the kind of physical therapist that I know that kind of work with more athletic people and stuff. So, you know, I'm always like trying to connect, you know, make those connections. Cause I, you know, I I'm not going to be showing them the exercises in clinic, but if I connect them with someone who I know will, then that's, that's what I like to do. Do you do that? Yeah, I do.
0: Is, is that again, frequent? but it's
2: like, it's not frequent though, you know? So sometimes if someone's like really like seriously considering it, then yes, I'll say, I know, I know the person for you. Um, or sometimes if they see, sometimes people will see me and they say, well, what do you do? I want to do that. So then I go, Oh, okay. Well, here's what I yeah, do. Yeah. I like yeah. that.
0: So they so can tell, they can tell through your doctor's clothing that you're fit.
2: <laughs> when I, well, when I wear, when I don't have sleeves on, which, yeah, which I find gets me more respect than an actual white coat. So, yeah. <laughs> but people will ask like, Oh, what do you do? Okay. Well, you walk around like
0: that. this. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy West.
2: <laughs> I mean, some people would say that I do, but <laughs> not? not not, really. Yeah.
0: What did we have? We had, uh, we had, we had Lauren Khalil on. She's a, a reporter with the morning chalk up. I think she runs their YouTube mm-hmm. channel over there. And yeah. She was on, and she used to work uh in television, like at five mm-hmm. or six news stations. And, and I think she had yeah. a pretty, I think she had a pretty good um gig, like three of those fucking tiny states in the middle, like Iowa and Missouri mm-hmm. and something else. I think she worked on like their morning show or something. She had a big shot yeah. there. But anyway, they told her, yo, bitch, your arms are too big. Keep that shit covered.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. like,
0: that's fucking nuts.
2: Oh, I'm not surprised i'm not surprised at all and like that's yeah M- men are intimidated by women with muscles or a lot of men are i'll say but uh yeah i think in, even like in the and certainly in a professional setting too it's kind of like they're just not used to it either so like whoa what do we cover that
0: uh miss west used the word intimidated i had looked it up frightened or over that means like overstimulated. <laughs> I like overawe. I've never even heard of that word. Oh, That's yeah. one word. O v e r a w e. Do you know that word? overall? I'll look that word up yeah, too in a minute. Uh, frightened or overawe, especially in order to make them do what one wants. Wow. Yeah. Frightened. <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? Uh, made to feel timid? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Made. Look
0: at look at the blame just in the use of that word. Made to fe- like your I arms feel- made me feel timid. Mm -hmm. well fuck off and grow a set
2: yeah exactly
0: uh do people will people just reach out and touch them
2: it's happened it's not frequent but it's happened
0: yeah i think you should expect (laughs) that i think you should give people leeway on that even if you have bound even if you have boundary issues if you have your guns out like i think it's okay people to.
2: or yeah people will comment you know about that sometimes
0: I had this guy on yesterday, Amy. Um, mm-hmm. I think you would like talking to him. His name was—fuck, was his name? He's the—he's—he's he, he's the walk on all four guys. He—he—he—he he, he, he has like okay. a million TikTok followers, and he spends a half an hour minimum every day walking on all four. And he started doing that because of wrist injury. What the Nathaniel Nolan? Okay. And instead of running away from his wrist injury, he was wearing wrist guards and all this shit, his whole, like, trying. And instead, he just, he leaned into it. Day one, he did a plank for a minute. Day two, he did planks for two minutes and what, and then you know, and he just and every day yeah. for thirty days he increased by a minute and what, and he was already a mm-hmm. pretty fit guy, and then he started just like walking around, and now he's almost a year into it of walking on all four, and he has had zero wrist pain, all everything went away, all sorts of pains went away, and his forearms got
2: I,
1: crazy.
2: I, I bet, yeah, that, that's interesting. When you look at our our um, dermatomes in our body, so basically how the spinal nerves feed our feed our limbs it actually makes more sense when you see someone on all fours than when they're standing up um so for anyone who's a a nerd into that kind of stuff check it check out a picture of that because it's, it's actually really interesting
0: i'm gonna see if i can put a dermatomes with an m okay explain that to me again i'm gonna see if i can pull this up
2: so that each nerve in our spi- a nerve root in our spine feeds a part of the body uh huh. Yeah. you see. Those this things.
0: is, this is real medicine. This isn't any of that, that, that oriental yeah, medicine is, this or is real, this
2: is no. This is some real stuff. So isn't
0: any of that crazy um, Asian shit?
2: Yeah. So when you see okay. someone standing up, um, you see, there's like, it, it's kind of a little harder to understand because the, the way the dermatomes are labeled, um, see like L2, 3, 4 in the front. And then the, in the back, it's, uh, you know, the spinal, the sacral ones. Uh, but, So it looks kind of weird when someone's standing upright, but actually if you see like a picture of the dermatomes with someone on all fours, it actually, it like.
0: Starts to make sense.
2: sense. Yeah. It looks like it more visually makes sense.
0: I just can't stop staring at the penis on this one.
2: I'm not. Yep. Not surprised. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Oh, look, 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 here's, here's one with
0: one guy bent over.
2: So you see how it, it just makes a little more sense. It kind of goes sequentially rather when someone's standing up. Yeah, so I don't know. For for those like us um for we uh medical nerdy people that that was like, whoa. (laughs) Um but you know, that's that's just something that I I find interesting.
0: God, the body's neat. (laughs) Hey, none of none of the dermatome pictures have a vagina. They're all they're all dudes. Yeah. You oh, know I never wait, thought wait, about wait, that but wait, wait, wait.
2: here's one. Oh, there we go.
0: I don't know if that's a vagina. Oh yeah, look at those are I see those are women's I, hips I think. All
2: right. You know, um I yeah, I never really thought about that before, but I'm <laughs> I'm not surprised that's where that's where your head went with it, but okay. Uh do,
0: um, how how, how uh, as a doctor, how do you have to do continuing education every year?
2: Yeah. We have to do a certain amount of credits and stuff. Don't ask me what they're, because I do not remember. I have no idea.
0: But but probably but, wait
2: behind on it, but but
0: probably on it. you do stay up with it, right? You have to, right?
2: I mean, I have to, yeah, for my licensing and board certification and all that. Yeah.
0: And, and does any of the CrossFit health stuff, I know we talked about that earlier. Does any of the CrossFit health stuff cover that?
2: Yeah, so some of the stuff now is CME, like the health conference, for example. We were able to get, CME, I think, CME credits for the talk I'm giving with Athena at the games. I think it's going to be a CME credit things can be filmed and recorded so um i that stuff they're starting to do some of those things which is nice because it's actually stuff that people want to watch that i would actually want to (laughs) watch that i can get credit for so that's good um that
0: and, and i remember that being one of the areas that um During CrossFit Health, I would hear doctors talk about that was one of the areas that was kind of corrupt. This the whole CME situation that it was basically these things yeah. were being run by pharmaceutical companies. These continued educations and it was really basically just extravagant golf trips and shit like that.
2: They used people- to be, yeah,
0: but not so much anymore. You think that's that's been? I
2: don't, I don't know. I know, I know. Before it was like very blatant, and like I think they had to put crack some rules down that like you can't. It's like a little bit much, but You yeah. can't be go
0: to the Bahamas for a week but just listen to someone talk for three minutes.
2: Right and then, paid yeah. for by so Pfizer. I, yeah, so I don't think that stuff as as like rampant as it was, but I don't know honestly.
0: Uh, do you use a chiropractor?
2: I don't. Um, I'm not really like against it or anything. I just,
0: you don't I, poo, you I, don't poo poo them.
2: No, but I think with chiropractors, it's like there's they their training is so varied, and some of them are really excellent in do really great work and then there's some people who are kinda a little bit shady in some of the things that they do. Um I've seen that. Um so they're all over the place. And I think there are there's some crackwriters I super have a lot of respect for and I think they're great. And others that I think are a little bit uh not so great. But
0: oh, do you why don't you go to one? Don't you need to like like <laughs> need an adjustment every week or something?
2: Um I maybe I should. I don't know. I haven't I've no, just never I've just never done it. But Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's about time, you know, I'm so busy. I don't know if I have to to squeeze in time for that, you know?
0: Yeah. I was thinking about, I was thinking about just all this stuff. Like my, I I think of my wife as being like super low maintenance, like one of the most low maintenance people I know, but she Mm -hmm. still has like, there's still just like shit she does as a woman that like, like she gets haircuts or she'll get her Mm -hmm. legs waxed or, Mm -hmm. um, she'll get her nails done or something like that. And I'm just like, Holy shit. It's a struggle for me <laughs> to get to the fucking dentist. Like, I don't want to give up any time.
2: What I mean? mean, I got to call
0: someone and go over to see them for an hour. Fuck that.
2: You're, yeah. Yeah. You guys
0: got, you guys have, do you get haircuts?
2: I do. I have, so my hair is curly. So I have, it, it, it's, it's a lifestyle, not a hairstyle. There's a lot of things I have to do in my day to, uh, to, to maintain this. I'll say that.
1: Yeah. If, if
0: it, on a humid day, that shit will get crazy. Right.
2: Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole thing that I do with it that I gotta, yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm generally like a low maintenance person in general, but with my hair, I gotta.
0: There's shit that has to be done.
2: Shit that has to be done.
0: When, when, when I came into, when I came into CrossFit, everyone came in through the website. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear people say stuff like affiliates are too expensive or the barrier to entry is too high, I, I, I kind of trip. Because mm-hmm. uh, I and I and and we I w- basically like you we would go to the website and we would see the word snatch or the word clean and jerk or the word thruster. And then you would have to start and they didn't have pictures and videos on there yet. So you'd have to search the Internet to figure out what these movements were or you had to like mm-hmm. you had to you had to start doing research. Right. And you had okay. to look around. And yeah. um and and Greg made everything free. Right. And there's very big names in the tech world that we all know who. They they were going to be original investors in CrossFit, but they decided, "Fuck this! This guy Greg Glassman's crazy. He's giving everything away free." Yeah, they thought he was batshit crazy. And they, the seminars, and then as soon as videos started being allowed to go on the web, and by allowed I mean the the band, there was the bandwidth and speed for people to upload and download it. It used to be really mm-hmm. slow, as you remember. And how old are you? Are you? I'm fifty. You're not fifty, right? Are you forty? Thirty five?
2: No, I no. am <laughs> uh, thirty seven.
0: Oh, 37. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're just a young, you're just a spring chicken. I just, you don't look, you don't, you don't look like you're 50. Don't get me wrong. It's just, you've done so
1: much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You look like you're, you look like you're 30. Um, Nice. Take
1: it. So,
0: so, um, it's just, it's just a trip to me how much this shit is involved. So then he started filming all the, all the, uh, we we started filming all the L1s and putting them for free on the Internet. And everyone's like, oh, my God, no one's going to come because they can just get them free on the Internet. Right. But the exact opposite happened. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this. He used to start the seminars by saying it would be 60 people in there. And he'd be like, you paid all paid a thousand dollars to be here when when a 12 year old could figure out everything I'm about to say on the Internet today for free. People would be like, yay! <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and the truth was, is yeah. he he was being a little. cat. The fact that you could have him and Nicole Carroll and people like that with their eyeballs on you, uh, telling to to help unfuck you. That was the vernacular back then. Uh, that um was invaluable. And yeah. then, and then recently. So, so then that thing didn't raise in price for a thousand dollars for 15 years. And recently they just raised it like a hundred or $200 and people are getting upset. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just tripping. I'm just tripping that we like, this thing is so fucking amazing. It's all free on the internet. It, they never raised the price. P. It's just, uh. And yet there's some people who still think it's not um, inclusive or isn't accessible or – it's like, yeah, if if you're blind and deaf, I don't know if there is a place for you to get fine CrossFit if you were both of those.
2: (laughs) I I think by design – I mean I think by design, um, CrossFit is like the most accessible accessible form of exercise. I don't know if everyone realizes that. And
0: self-help longevity, yeah. health. It's like, right.
2: Right. But I, I think there's maybe people don't perceive it that way. So I, like my, one of my Amy, I don't is,
0: care about how they perceive it. I care about the truth.
2: I mean, it is the truth. I think it's, as far as getting people kind of in the boxes, I think is, is the, is the, is what we're aiming for. Right.
0: Yeah. So well, I, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I am for, I, I don't know. I don't know what the goal is, but, but I was just now that I'm on this kind of, tirade um if if you could only take if you're a human being born on planet earth and you were only allowed to take fucking one class that lasted two days it's the crossfit level one and why is it the crossfit level one because in this class you're going to learn how to eat and move so that you live as long as possible and so that you could learn more shit and be happier date more girls or boys (laughs) I just, it's, it's, it, it, it's, uh, I, I mean, how, I mean, did you take your L1? Um,
2: well, I, t- I took it a long time ago and then I was part of the first MDL one.
0: The first one?
2: Yeah. That was the, I was uh, ground Guinea zero period. there. Yeah.
0: Hey, so did you like the taking the L1 one. for the second time? Or you're like, this is lame. I know all this shit.
2: No, I liked it. I mean, it was, it, you know, it was, what was cool about when I did the the MDL one was that all the people there were, you know, like the OG, like M D O one So like we, we all like met for the first time there. And some of these people are still like really good friends of mine. So, um, you know, it, it was really, it was a really nice, it was like a crazy experience to be like, like flown out to the ranch and like got to see, like meet all these people. And it was like a bizarre experience. But great. Great. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I loved it.
0: And, and what you're so knowledgeable on so many subjects and you've gone deep into medicine and yet you still embrace what you learned in these two days and carry it with you everywhere you go and are still part of the mothership.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all it, to me. It's, it's what, it's like what excites me about I, it's, it's like actually give, it's giving real solutions, I guess. You know, I think in medicine, it's easy to become very like disheartened and with what we're doing, because it's just, you know, sort of churning out numbers and quick fixes and stuff. But when you, with CrossFit and the L1 and, and seeing how that could be used so effectively to to treat so many different things, um, it's exciting. I think that's like why a lot of the MDL1s are, are, are you know, we're so excited about that because it's like, oh, great. There's a bunch of people get it, and maybe we can like all do
0: something. So, you said in the beginning that um, these are like-minded doctors,
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and you were referencing, uh, uh, I, I think, CrossFitting doctors.
1: Yeah,
0: who who, who would go to the um, MDL ones or what they call the DDC, mm-hmm. the Derelict Doctors Club.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. W- when you say like-minded, could you give me some examples of where you you guys? Had your 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 Venn diagrams crossed? How you were like minded?
2: Well, I mean, one thing was sort of in like personal care, so like self care. Like all of us, for the most part, were people who prioritized doing CrossFit in our own lives, you know, um, to take care of ourselves. I made it a priority in our day, um, which in medicine is very rare, you know, that people actually take care of themselves. So that's part of it, but then also. You know, we all kind of saw the value um, in what CrossFit can do to change people's health. So, um, you know, and wanted to kind of incorporate it in some way uh, in, in our practices. Or I think we were all excited by that, too, excited by the idea of potentially being able to mix the two worlds of medicine and CrossFit together more formally.
0: It's it's um when you say personal self care, um, there, I, I, I mean, I, all I hear is personal responsibility and accountability.
2: Yeah, there's that. I mean, I think a lot. It's it's really, it's not unusual to see a physician who's out of shape. <laughs> like, right. That's well, I really think a lot common. of physicians who are mm-hmm.
0: in CrossFit. Um, uh, um, uh, there was a physician who was on the show. He was a. What are the guys that give you the drug anesthesiologist? He was an anesthesiologist, Mm -hmm. Bob, and he was on the show on the CrossFit podcast. Mm -hmm. And he basically said, that's what he said. One time he bent down like next to a patient and he thought to himself, holy shit, like this patient's looking at me like I'm a fat tub of shit. And, and, and they're looking at me and that's what got him into CrossFit. He, he wanted to present better to his patients. He didn't want to be winded when he dropped to one knee to talk to a patient.
2: Yeah. And it's you know medical training kind of beats you up and uh, doesn't allow you to have a lot of time for yourself. So it's really easy to come out the other end of that and be like, "Holy crap!"
0: <laughs> I um, need to get myself together. I love Sevon, but he always no no, no. Russ. I'm going to help you. Uh, re- I love you, Sevon, and you always remind me of the scene from blah 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 whatever the fuck you said. But it's not but. But gives the implication that it's bad. there's nothing bad about me. I'm good to the center you know all um, there's no there's no butt in me. I'm all good um thoughts on mental health affecting physical health like if you keep emotions et cetera bottled up, it leads to cancer in your body miss amy West
2: um that's
0: bullshit. Just push that shit down
2: right I mean mental health affects everything so i I think it's certainly um can really i mean it can affect you on all ends certainly physically i i've seen it happen so i I don't know i just i can't say like leading to cancer per se but um certainly leading to other physical ailments for sure yeah i think it's legit
0: um 15 years ago 20 years ago i went to a doctor and i asked him something about diet and he oh fuck i was probably 16 years old 34 years ago, I asked the doctor something at Kaiser and Martinez about diet, and he laughed at me. He tried to make me feel like an idiot for asking it. Then my dad, mm-hmm. uh, my dad got an infection, I don't know, let's say – 15 years ago and he was in oakland kaiser and he was in there for like 10 days and they could not figure out what the infection was and they kept giving him all these antibiotics it was some kind of e coli and Mm -hmm. they couldn't they couldn't fix it and they couldn't grow it on a culture and it was fucking scary Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. i remember and and eventually there was a doctor on the east coast who told the doctors on the west coast what it was and they fixed my dad i can't remember what they gave him but um But uh, when I asked the doctors there, hey, is there anything he should or shouldn't be eating? Maybe this is 20 years ago. Is there anything he should or shouldn't be eating? They laughed at me. Okay. And these guys now I know are complete fucking idiots because I've done my own research now about NK cells and T cells and how the immune system works and how leptin receptors work. And I know you're Mm -hmm. fucking your immune system anytime you put sugar in your body, like fucking it, added sugar. It wreaks mm-hmm. havoc on on and, and for a bunch of different reasons. Yeah. Um. So so if even if someone says no, it doesn't. A little bit's okay. I know that I can I, from from the research I've done. I can see insulin in the bloodstream causes at bare minimum traffic that slows down T cells and NK cells in their in their motility. Bare minimum, but then, but then the implications of what they say about leptin cells also, or leptin receptors also being the communicators to NK cells from the hypothalamus to tell them, hey, we have a bad guy in the system and all that shit can get all whack, out of whack. And then we see it with COVID. I I said, I said it fucking, some pretty uh, radical shit, but basically I want to see someone, I want to see someone who doesn't eat refined carbohydrates and added sugars. I want to see one person who, who died from COVID from that. So, so now it's like known, like, hey. If you, if what you eat directly affects you, I think what this guy, mm-hmm. Kenneth is saying
2: mm-hmm.
0: is that c- c- if you kind of view us as an electrical system, like there's just energies flowing in and out of us, right. Some sort of electrical okay. grid. I don't know. It's probably, probably nothing to talk. Mm-hmm. And you have some sort of thought that requires energy to have. And that thought is, um, uh, I hate Armenians and you, and and, and, it, and it's a thought you, you ner- that, 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 kind of builds when the energy hits that it's like it's like i guess i picture maybe like sun going through a magnifying glass it starts burning and causing disease it manifests as something else right
2: okay
0: so he suggests i think what he's suggesting is that if you have shitty thoughts can those somehow fuck up your electromagnetic field i have no idea what i'm talking about i and, mean I- and, 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 and and it start and it start to uh what's the word what you guys use the word like mastitate what's that what's that what's, that? what's- Becomes, it causes necrosis. Like can, can that manifest – can thought well, actually I manifest mean, into physical disease is what he's asking. I'm trying I to mean, paint some sort kind of imaginary of sense, picture for it. but
2: So, I mean I think the way that I can see that happening mm-hmm. is sort of through stress hormones in your body. Mm-hmm. So if you're okay, internalizing okay. a lot of anxiety or stress or whatever, that increases stress hormones in your body essentially. It, it, it's sort of like an inflammatory response, if you will. So Okay. Um, and that I brings it to more
0: of the physical instead of this kind of imaginary world that I'm like –
2: I mean, I can't speak about the the, the electrical fields, but I, um, but if certainly if you have a lot of stress in your body and sort of elevated levels and hormones that are circulating, that can have all kinds of effects on your, on your body.
1: Yeah. yeah. So,
2: Ken, so Kenneth, yeah. if
0: your thought is, um, uh, if your thought is, is that every time you go out, you're worried about a shooter because you are, that's what you see on CNN, even though in your personal life you've never fucking seen even a gun. Um, sure. maybe you, you should probably that could cause some sort of uh, physical or chemical reactions in your body that um that 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 fuck you up.
2: Potentially, I mean, if you're living at a like at a high anxiety level all the time, that's not good for your body. Um, oh, someone like someone just wrote, yeah. So something like shingles, for example, um, that like lives in your nerve roots, and when under high, high, if your body is under stress, you can it can kind of um, reappear. Essentially, that actually happened to me, so I know. <laughs> so um, you,
0: you you had shingles? I did. Yeah, my mom had that too. Is that she said it's fucked
2: up? It sucks. I mean, it was a long time ago, but it hurts.
1: Yeah, that's it's what she said. Like
2: a, it's like a dormant. Uh, Virus that just kind of lives in your nerve roots, but under stress, it can pop up. So that's an example of like physical,
0: you know. I'm trying to think of what's what stress is. Like yesterday, a cop was driving behind me, and I got stressed out. I don't even know why. I like I like I'm not. I I don't. I didn't do anything wrong. I got my insurance in my car, but I just. You know what I mean? Do you get stressed out when they're? Do you do you drive a car? Do you own a car?
2: I do now, yeah I, pretty com-
0: um, pretty common for New York people not to own a car, right
2: yeah well i work I kind of work out uh out outside of the city, so I need one, but but yeah. But I have a shield because I work with the police department. Oh, (laughs) so
0: so what do you do? That's right. I do see pictures when I used to be able to look at Instagram earlier yesterday. (laughs) I would see pictures of you with firefighters and police officers. What's that relationship about?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of, um, you know, like I said, my family's been involved in law enforcement firefighting for my whole, you know, my life. So um, I ended up connecting with the NYPD CrossFit guys um and the fdny crossfit guys and they were sort of independently doing things and uh i, I guess i became i'm sort of like their 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 team physician if you will um and then we organized events i got my health system to sponsor them so um you know kick back a little money for them and then they get to do cool events and they're doing some cool community events and things like that so you know when they have an event like i'm there and we, we you know it's sort of i, I kind of work with them peripherally
0: well. are you are you sort of the liaison between those two? And, and and by the way for those of you who don't know how massive that is the NYPD has got to be probably 30,000 cops and 45,000 total personnel probably another 15,000 civilians is it that big it's huge right it's I mean it's big I don't
2: know the numbers but
0: NYPD uh
2: like a few so pre COVID, um, the NYPD had a, a functional fitness seminar, and they invited me, Kelly Starrett, and Jason Kalipa to speak at it. There was actually this really cool event where
0: did they did they invite me? Why didn't they invite me? I don't know. 36,000 officers, 19,000 civilians. Okay. Go on. Yes.
2: But yeah. So they had this big functional fitness event. And at the time the thought was maybe like to incorporate more like CrossFit training into their training or whatever, but, um, and it was great. I mean, we had a huge auditorium full of people who were all like on board, like, yeah, let's do this. And then like COVID hit commissioners change, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, who knows, but, um, but yeah, so it was, uh, it was it was pretty it was a pretty cool event to see the the them talking about you know CrossFit stuff. But I actually met I met these guys through like doing local competitions I think and like and, I, and actually at one of one of the events I was at someone said they had heard heard you talking about me and they said oh I heard heard your name on Sevon's podcast so you must be cool <laughs> I was like oh
0: yeah yeah good oh that was the one I was where like, I was saying I can't believe you're still single you're a good catch.
2: Thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate that. So, but
0: I, but um, I know why now you're too busy.
2: Listen, I make time for things I need to make time for. So right. any, if there are any, if there are any, uh, people out there, any, uh, any guys looking for, yeah, we can make this a live call and show. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> if you're intimidated by strong women, um, Amy West is for you because then she can help you get over those fears. She'll, she'll cure you. Uh, how Robert says, 26 years working as an occupational therapist along with the required continuing education and the L1 is still easily the best continuing education I've attended. I mean, yeah. If you, if you want to apply yeah. something, man, <laughs> uh, you, you like my electric field explanation. Okay. Good. The imagination of a podcast host. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I have three pages of notes. I never even got to, I got to have you back on. Did you have fun?
2: Oh yeah. I always enjoy talking to you. It's been a while. So yeah, I I'm, I'm always down for that.
0: You have a dog in there.
2: He's not here right now, but I do have a dog. And where is he? I, I actually put, he's at my parents' house right now. Cause I didn't want him like bouncing around in the background the whole time. Oh
0: shit. That's nice of you. So when you have, when I saw a picture of that dog um, mm-hmm. I thought, Oh shit, if that dog has to, so if that dog ha- wakes you up at three in the morning, like, th- like last night my dog licked me in the face.
2: And my dog does
0: not lick me in the face. Like, so I'm like, okay, something. And I went outside and he took a deuce at three in the morning. And that's just, that's just a totally, you know, like, I'm glad I listened to that. Cause you know, that don't, that doesn't happen very often.
2: Um, What happens
0: if your dog licks you in the face? I mean, you look like you're up high in a building.
2: I am. Um, well, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. Like I, he like, he has his own room that he sleeps in that has like a nice Manhattan view, by the way. Um, and I, he doesn't wake me up in the middle of the night. I mean, sometimes, you know, it happens when I, uh, there's a surprise on the floor in the morning, but that's not, that's not typical.
0: So, but, it's but you do, if he has to pee or poop, you have to take him out. It's like having a dog in the city is like a commitment.
2: Yeah. Let's go down the, down the hallway, down the elevator. Boom, boom, yeah. It's kind of okay. And are,
0: are you ever like, Oh shit, I think I've waited too long. He's going to do it in the elevator.
2: <laughs> no, but when I first got him before he like understood that what an elevator was there was some there were some times one time he went inside the revolving door so that was fun
1: wow
0: with his leash yeah. on
2: yep he just started squatting as the door was spinning so
0: there's this there's this story of um nicole carroll walked onto a uh elevator with her dog and the door closed on the leash of the of what the, the dog was on. I don't know if I'm telling the story exactly right. But the mm-hmm. dog started going up.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And Nicole just fucking grub grabbed
2: the fucking <laughs> like, – Yeah, yeah. Pull it down. If she wasn't yeah.
0: fucking cock diesel strong, that would never happen. She basically grabbed this leash and hung there and let it pull her and the dog up. And then eventually the leash snapped. But yeah. if it wouldn't, I think it maybe would have just pulled the dog up and just fucking killed the dog. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I've seen I've seen videos of that.
0: Of People um, dying like that.
2: Yeah, there's a show on Spanish TV called Alarma TV Uh-oh. that you you have to watch it because they show the craziest videos. But things like that, or like people getting decapitated in elevators, like it's crazy. But it's yeah, I've seen a, I think I've seen a video too where that happens.
0: Have you ever been stuck in an elevator?
2: No, I hope that I hope I don't. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, but no, ha- I don't think ha- so.
0: It happened to me in Portland. The fire department had to come get us out. And right before I got on the elevator, it was in a hotel. I'm like, you know, I have to pee really bad. Maybe I should pee in here in the lobby. And I'm like, ah, no, nah, I'm going to my room. I'll just pee in my room. And then I got stuck in the elevator. So I couldn't even enjoy the two hours in the elevator. If there wouldn't have been other people in there, I'd have peed in the corner. Oh, that's
2: nice. The well, corner.
0: Did you hear me? Thoughtful.
2: N- next time, you know. It's yeah. always next time.
0: Uh, Corey, there are mysteries in life and, uh, yeah,
2: Corey, I'm asking myself the same question, Corey, you're (laughs) right.
0: This is one of them. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Thank you for coming on. Thanks for your, uh,
2: Uh
0: (laughs) people, people are going to think I'm on my best behavior with you. That makes me happy. That means my mom's going to be happy too.
2: Really? Wow. Okay. Well, I'm happy, happy
0: to do it. I'm not intimidated by her arms. I'm intimidated by her, uh, schooling. That's it
2: yeah yeah Just just a regular girl
0: all right um you can only text me now we can no longer talk on instagram since my account is gone
2: (laughs) all right sounds good
0: all right have a great day thanks for coming on
2: same to you nice seeing you again bye
0: bye another show down the hatch hey if 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 I, di- I, I aspire to be described as cock diesel strong someday. Yes. I um. I was stressed out when they closed the case, the NSCA case, because what was going on and being uncovered on was really messed up. Yeah. Jeffrey Howard, L3. Ooh. So I'm freaking out. Not that my Instagram is gone, but that my computer i want to show you guys what happens here maybe someone so when i it must be something in my cookies right in my cookies my cookies if i go here to um so this is this is so i'm on a, this this is just saf- the browser safari's open right this is how i would share page and i type in instagram.com right and I get sorry something went wrong. And that's because it's it, somewhere in my cookies or somewhere, it, it's trying to log on to my Sevomatosian Instagram account, which has been canceled. So, how do I, 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 how do I fix that? Anyway, I think Matt Souza. I can't do the live calling show without access to Instagram because that's like the whole show is me just leaning on all sorts of shit in my notes from Instagram. But I think Souza will be here tonight. Anyway, and then tomorrow we have uh, Dalton Rasta on. Sevon, you're being hacked by the feds. You're definitely on the watch list by the disinformation board. That's okay. I didn't do anything wrong just chilling shut down and restart oh really okay i like oh uh the the whole computer or just all right that's fine i was gonna say the whole computer or just uh chrome oh let me see maybe if i open um that i'm in chrome maybe if i open safari so, so I, I wonder, do I get my, it says I'm suspended, but that's just them lying to me. Right. That's like, they don't know what the definition between gender and sex. Like they say suspended, but, but it really is, uh, what's the two things that could happen to you in school when you're in high school, you could be suspended or started with an E not extradited. What was it? Expelled. Instagram. Oh, Wow. It's asking me if I want to sign on when I go to Safari with my at Savamatosin account. All right, let's see what let's see what happens here. Oh. It says they just sent me a text with my code to log back into my account. All right. Okay, guys, I'll finish this up. Maybe I'll expel. Thank you, Kenneth. Um, look at all the expelled. Wow, you guys are fast. Brandon Waddell, Dick Butter. Geez Louise, Gee's Louise, Heidi Kroom, Jay Kelly, Elise Car Kenneth DeLap, and Bruce Wayne. Okay, guys, I will uh hope you guys enjoyed the show and I will see you guys this evening. (laughs) Bye-bye.